Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, look here, Ted Lasso. What can you tell me about the World Cup? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Are we in here to talk basketball and soccer or yeah. football? I mean, Listen, you're a well-rounded sports fan, Coach. I am. It's actually USA-Wales on Monday, and it's going to be USA-England on Friday. So that is the perfect way to do it. We're going to stick it to King Charles and his cronies over there. We already beat you guys in a war, and now we're going to kick your butt on the pitch, which would be the ultimate insult, right? On the pitch? Look at you. We're not settling for a nil-nil <laughs> tie, coach. There we're not. Go. We're gonna, I don't want it to go to PKs either. you got the lingo, brother. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, how are, are you? you? Re- are you reading script? Oh, I'm doing great. It's, I'm enjoying this cool weather. Yeah, I got an ad lib for the World Cup. They're paying me. Yeah, uh, yeah it finally feels like football. It's great. Maybe a little bit uh, excessive. I mean, we could live with 50s. That'd be okay. The only sport, well, I guess baseball too, but a lesser extent in April. But football, you start when it's 160 degrees, mm. you know, and then you, you end up in two feet of snow, you know. So it's uh, it's getting wild because, you know, now we're deep into the high school playoffs. The D2 playoffs start. A lot of FCS games this weekend where playoff – Seeds are going to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, bowl determinations. They're still having to, so. There's a lot going on here at the end of the year. You know, obviously, just like every year, but uh, closer to home. Uh, Razorbacks need a win. Yes, desperately. And it was such an impressive effort with seven sacks. The defense played so great, gave them a chance. Let me ask you, and I'm not going to put you in a position to second guess Coach Pittman, but if you're in that position, your offense is struggling. You feel like points are going to be at a premium. You get a fourth and three, I think it was, in the deep red zone after you turn it after you force a turnover. You kick in the field goal there up three zip, or are you going to try to score the touchdown and put a little dagger in them? Yeah, that, that's a hard call. You know, that's a field call for a head coach. There's no question about it. Uh, I'm pretty aggressive by nature. Fourth and three, though, that's a long way against pretty good defense with a constricted field like that. Uh, later in the game, I was more concerned about the other fourth down. Well, I guess the call more mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah, but, uh, that's what Sterner said yesterday. You know, um, my two Clints always agree. Yeah, well, it's the uh, you know again he got a really good football team. Here, here's the flip side: if you kick three, you walk away with something. The defense is energized even more. Um, they just created that turnover. You get nothing out of it. And, you know, maybe they're a little demoralized by that. But the other side of that, go for it. If you don't make it, you got them backed up. they got to go 97 yards. And, um, you know, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't. Brian Kelly goes for two. If he makes it, he's the hero. He doesn't make it two weeks ago against Alabama. He's a goat. 
Yeah, but that's a those, those are tough, tough calls. Easily justifiable, and sure. the field goal was easily justifiable to me too. And the thing that confounded me a little bit, and again, I'm not poking at Coach Pittman because I do I do love the guy, but he said yesterday uh, we had the quote from him. He said we knew points would be hard Scarce. to come by or something. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I'm like, well, then why didn't you get the points? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, that's not how the that's not everything the game came down to. Arkansas, I guess you can be encouraged by what you saw defensively, and you didn't have Slusher which we thought would be negatively impactful. But, heck, against the pass, Arkansas was great. Well, I think you go back really a game and a half, maybe two games, the defense has shown marked improvement. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Ole Miss here in a minute. Um, LSU may have been having the Alabama hangover. You know, traditionally, everybody gets up to play Alabama. It's everybody's Super Bowl, conference championship game. And there's so much energy and physicality that's put into that game because they are the gold standard and have been for a decade or so. That uh, you know LSU is going on the road, cold weather game, uh, having that hangover a little bit. Although excited about the win, it takes a lot out of you when you play those. Like we used to play McNeese, mm-hmm. and boy, we I would get our team amped up. That game meant a lot to me personally. It meant a lot to our team. Usually, it was for. Uh, conference championship. It was a trophy involved. Red beans and rice, baby. That's right. And so sometimes I worried about the McNeese hangover the next game. Anytime you play Alabama, you worry about the hangover. And, you know, Ole Miss is going to be facing that this week in a loss, not a win. So that'll be difficult. But going back to that game, what was interesting, um, and we talked about it early in the year. Kirk Herbstreit talked about it. If LSU got hot, they would be a contender, and they have, and they are. That number forty is a beast. Perkins, Perkins, um, Harold, Harold, <laughs> whatever he wants to be called, uh, sir, sir. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a stud, and uh, you know, it was a defensive struggle. Something's going on with KJ Jefferson, and I don't know. I'm sure it's been talked about quite a bit, but doesn't practice, but plays just about the whole game against Liberty, and then doesn't play a snap against LSU. What's going on here? You know, and he may or may not play this week. He anticipates him playing, but maybe not. So does he have a significant injury that we don't know about? And so uh, I don't know if that's been released. Obviously, you got HIPAA laws and those kind of things. But I think something's going on with the starting quarterback. My concern, and we talked about this early in the year, is quarterbacks can only take so many hits. And – K.J. has taken a lot of hits. Some of them he shouldn't have taken. Some of them he's an aggressive runner when he has the football. He's taking hits in the pocket. Um, I think it's taken its toll on him this late in the year. And even though he's a big, strong kid, but something's going on at the quarterback position. If you if you can't play great quarterback play, you're going to struggle. And Arkansas struggled Saturday because they just didn't have great quarterback play out of Malik Hornsby, and that's not an indictment of him. He just hasn't played in high-level games that much Mm -hmm. since he's been at Arkansas. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. And then Fortin came in and had some good moments. His percentage was pretty good. He looked cool. Yeah, He's got a longer – he's got a much longer delivery, you know. um, So he's got to get the ball out a little quicker. Obviously, that hurt a couple couple of passes late in the game. But, boy, he's got a nice stroke, and he dropped a few dimes in there. We don't know what to uh, expect, I think, at quarterback this week. Let me ask about the run game and what you're seeing. Obviously, Wagner being out is a huge impact. Offensive line hasn't played well, in my mm-hmm. opinion, the last two weeks. And, you know, and, uh, great kids, and, boy, they have played exceptional up until, you know, maybe the, the last game, game and a half. But I, I just don't think they're getting the push, and, you know, they're not straining enough up front uh, to create those holes. We've got big backs back there. Uh, you know, I, I made the comment I'd get about, a foot split and line up shoe to shoe almost and just 
pound those 230-pound backs because they've got them. And, uh, but they're just not getting the push right now. And I don't know if it's because they're running too lateral right now or not downhill enough. Uh, again, not being overly critical, those guys are in the, they know what the heck they're doing. But um, obviously they just hadn't got the production in the run game the last two weeks, and that's what they hang their hat on. And particularly when you're down to your backup quarterback, um, you want to put the game in those guys' hands and just hadn't been able to do that. Yeah, I thought once uh, Hornsby in the game, LSU had no respect for him throwing the ball, and so they were crashing down, bringing the safeties down. There wasn't a whole lot of room to run. And when he did run, Perkins ran him down. And Perkins, uh, oh, per- Perkins just basically took Hornsby out of the game plan right. because That's he's right. as fast as Hornsby. I thought, though, they missed their opportunity once they brought in the backup, he completed the long pass. LSU had to back off a little bit right. because it's 13-10. It's, it's a one-score game, so they were playing a little safer. They ran the ball twice out of their last 10 plays in the fourth quarter, and one of those plays was a 14-yard run from Rocket Sanders. So I was very disappointed in the, the play calling late once they had that opportunity and had shown we can complete some passes, and LSU had to back up a little bit. Yeah, and um, again – Coaches are going to be second-guessed, particularly in losses yeah. all the time. And uh, the, the bottom line is that the defense is playing better. You're holding your own the kicking game. You've got to get more production out of the offense, in particular the running game. Give me the matchup with Ole Miss. And what do you expect from them from a psyche standpoint? They had an off week. They were completely ready. Obviously, they were loaded for bear for Alabama. They had plenty of chances to win that game. Didn't do it. What I, do you expect? I think Arkansas is in a good spot here, actually, because okay. I think that a lot of energy gets put into when you play in Alabama. What was all on the line still to play, you know, with a the win, they lost at home, physical game. Uh, Evans may be out, uh, the other running back. They've got the freshman yeah. Junkins. Evans yeah. may be out. Um, now, are they going to throw the football more? That's the whole thing. But let me tell you, McAdoo, how proud are you of that kid? 2 yeah. A football player from Clayton. Well, we got to remember, though, he was originally committed to Florida State. Well, we're not talking about mince meat here. Yeah. He was offered by Oklahoma and others. I mean, he's a tremendous talent. They've got him in the right place. I think he has got a spectacular future. Just a little low 2A Claret, and Rush Harding would be so happy. Can you win without KJ against Ole Miss? That's a tough call. That's going to be tough. And again, you can say no. It's okay. No, I mean, I, I just think no, because I, I think you still can because you have you such great did backs. Last week. Yeah, you got great backs, you know. How much is, how much is LSU going to. But they got to play better up front. How much is Ole Miss going to help you out? Because LSU made some. Mistakes. And Arkansas created some mistakes, too. I'll they give them did. that. Yep. But I saw some things from Daniels I haven't seen in a few weeks. So, I, I, I got a theory, and I have not heard anything about practice yesterday, but my theory is KJ, Mississippi kid, mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know what happened last year, two-point conversion away. Yep. I think he, uh, he knows he's only got so many bullets left in his gun, and he's leaving that one bullet in for Ole Miss. And my theory – that's one of the reasons why he felt like he couldn't go last week. He's going to get as healthy as possible for this week. Well, I expect him to play this week. Well, I tell you, that greatly enhances Arkansas's chances because, you know, he is going to be highly motivated. If he can go, he will go. Uh, and that's a great point. That's a great angle to come in from. But I do think Arkansas catches Ole Miss at the right time. The other flip side of that would be they're motivated to get back on. They can still win 10 games, all that. Right. But I think they put so much into that. And I think Kiffin put so much into that. Um, you know, game with Alabama that uh, it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. Arkansas obviously is very determined to get get right, and so I definitely think that this is a good spot for Arkansas. But KJ enhances that chance. We got to move on to yep. Arkansas State. I mean, I spent a lot of time here. I mean, you got two teams that have struggled this year. It's the Lane Hatcher Bowl. He gets a chance to take on his old team down 
in uh, Bobcat country. So, Yeah. Um, last week, if they don't get a pick six late in the game, they probably lose that game to UMass. But they did win. And so there's some encouragement there. But uh, certainly I think uh, Lane Hatcher will be motivated uh, to play well. And he's played pretty well this year. He's been a pretty consistent piece for him. So uh, tough spot for uh, – uh, for Arkansas State going down to San Marcos. Yeah, I don't know what to expect this week. Uh, Jacksonville State's been a little bit inconsistent, but they're very talented as they come to Central Arkansas. And outright championships on the line for both teams, even though Jacksonville State can't technically claim it, I'm sure that they will. You've been in that position before, although it was a little different because you were transitioning up and they're transitioning out to the FBS level. But uh, I'm sure they'll have a lot of pride on the line. And that's basically, we think, what Central Arkansas is playing for. I don't see a path for them to get in the postseason. They cannot win the automatic qualifier, from my understanding. I asked about it again yesterday. Nobody understands the dang math on it. But bottom line is they can have a winning record and win an outright conference title for whatever that's worth. Well, first of all, dominating performance against Stephen F. Austin. I've been a Kylan James fan since they signed him. What a coming out party. He's taken full advantage of of Hale being a little nicked up. But uh, I think Christian uh, – Chris, uh, Kristen, uh, talking about Christian Richmond? Uh, no, the running back, uh, Tristan. Tristan Smith. Yeah, Tristan Smith. Yeah, uh, you know we got to see him a little bit more too. But but James was the was the guy. The quarterbacks both played well. Dominating performance against Stephen F. Austin. Couldn't be happier for Brown and Columns and that whole staff down there. Somebody explained to me. You can't, but somebody explained to me this convoluted power rankings. I mean, it's just it's just bizarre and and it's frustrating. I think as a fan, and it was certainly frustrating as a coach. But, you know, the Bears have lost two at home this year. That's unusual on the stripes. So they've got a very good Jackson State team, uh, Jacksonville State team coming in here. Excuse me. Um, you don't want to play Jackson State. No. <laughs> um, I think they're 8-2. and two. You know, they only lost to Tulsa and maybe Southeast Louisiana. So um, very good football team. They're going to want to run the football. UCA is going to want to run the football. I think UCA throws it a little bit better. Um both teams, uh, you don't want to compare scores, but UCA kind of got blown out by Eastern Kentucky, and then Jacksonville State last week blew out Eastern Kentucky. So, you know, I don't know what to make of it, but I do give the Bears an edge being at home, senior day. Um, I think they can throw the football a little bit more. But Jacksonville State's got great athletes, great athletes, bunch of NFL guys over there. Uh, Lions obviously in a tough, tough spot, but they're going to finish it out here. Alabama State on the road. Yeah, um, Alabama State six and four. Their best win those against a three and seven team. So everybody they've beaten has had losing records. Uh, I think they just ready to circle to get this done. Circle the wagons up. Figure out which direction they're going to go, and try to get things straight down the bluff. Yeah, I like the leadership. I think they'll they'll figure it out. All right, let's talk about Division Two. Obviously, there's really only one team to focus on. We were both a little disappointed at Harding to get more of an opportunity to get into the postseason with two losses and you know the way they played this year. But it is what it is. So Washtenaw Baptist alone. Uh, representative from the yeah, GAC. Yeah, and congratulations to Todd Knight again. Uh, they do have a home game against Northwest Missouri. It's not the Northwest Missouri of three or four years ago where they won that stretch where they won, I don't know, four or five in eight years, uh, but still a very talented team. Uh, going back to the Battle of Ravine, I mean, just what, what courage and guts and determination OBU showed. I mean, they scored 20 points in the last five minutes, including overtime, uh, to just, you know, dagger in the heart again this year to Henderson State. What a great rivalry. Um, OBU, if they can get past Northwest Missouri at home, they just got a terrible draw, I think. I mean, they Grand Valley's next week, the number one seed. you got Ferris State, who's the number two seed on your side. Pitt State, who was undefeated. I mean, just a terrible bracket if you're trying to work your way through it, you know. Um, 
But they'll find out this week if, if they're worthy because Northwest Missouri does have pedigree and has won championships. And, uh, but they, they do have it home. But if they win that, congratulations, you get the number one seed, Grand Valley, up in Michigan, you know, the next week, I believe. All right, let's do a few minutes on high school, and then we'll hit a break, and we can come back, and if anybody has a question or comment, we can take some. But um, I guess you just want to start up top. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do, Wes, this is your, your wheelhouse. But, uh, you know, a few classifications obviously up for grabs here. Yeah, 7A, you got Bryant at home playing Rodgers. You look, you look at it, these are all top ten teams playing each other just yeah. about, except for, I guess, North Little Rock's outside of the rankings. But uh, Bryant at home with Rodgers, and this is one of the best Rodgers teams in – Decades, coach. Yeah, a long time. Um, I still think Bryant's the team to beat. Um, I'm looking at Conway going to Fayetteville. Yeah. Um, you know, if Conway's going to be a, a contender, they've got to go on the road and and take care of business at Fayetteville. Uh, uh, North Little Rock, you know, Bentonville. That that ought to be interesting. Two dichom- dichotomies of, of of philosophies there, and so. Um, you know, North Lower really wants to run the football, and uh, Bentonville does too, but they like to spread it out more. But, you know, maybe they could steal one up there. But uh, uh, Conway going to Fayetteville is the one that I'm, I'm kind of interested in because that, that seems to be, you know, probably the most competitive game on the schedule. And maybe the funnest, uh, or one of the funnest, is 6A to me. When you look at uh, uh, the teams that are left and some of the matchups that we have this week and then some of the potential matchups we have next mm-hmm. week, it could be a whole lot of fun just to get to the state championship game. Yeah, I, I, Little Rock Catholic and Little Rock Christian. I mean, uh, that Justin. I mean, you've got a dog in that race. You know, your son's over there, so um, that ought to be a good one here at the stadium. And then um, Benton and Lake Hamilton. You know, I think it's going to be a good one. But um, my interest obviously is in Catholic as well. You know, with, with Zach having gone there, but uh, some really good football. Uh, PA. I mean, you know, you can't count them out. So. A little pressure, I think, too, on Catholic and Benton. I mean, when you watch your other four uh, in division opponents get beat in the playoffs, and you're, you're the East went zero and four. You know, it's almost like, okay, is, is this a bad? You know, is this was it way down? And we're uh, uh, if they're going to move on, uh, there's a chance they could go zero and six. You know, if Lake Hamilton wins, if Little Rock Christian, we wins. talk about this at all levels, though. I will say, and I haven't seen Benton since obviously the you know the charity game out of the gate, and we've been following Catholic. I've seen the highlights, but I haven't watched them play a game. So just because your schedule isn't great doesn't mean you're not a really great team, right? We're going to find that, out. That, We're going to find out true. this week. Yeah. But you know what? We're going back real quick. You know why Harding didn't get in? Is because at 9-2? and It's because they didn't see the depth of their schedule being very good. You know, and that doesn't mean Harding's not very good. The problem is they, all they can do is play the gag. That's the, all they do. That's right. The conference was weak. Yeah. You know, outside the four teams, maybe. Yeah. Well, what happens if you have a really strong conference, then you have a team that's a five or a four seed. And that's what happened and, to Washington. And, and playing on the, you know, on the other side. Yeah. You think it's a stronger team, but they're not. And so that you get some up, so-called upsets. Uh, in 5A, you got a potential Joe T. Robinson Parkview uh, matchup. But hey, War Memorial's a place to be this week. You got a Parkview game on Thursday, Catholic game on Friday, and uh, you got Batesville coming in to play Joe T. Robinson and Win playing Parkview Thursday night at War Memorial Stadium. And Win wins just a very uh, odd situation with well, their head coaching situation. Yeah, it What's is. odd? It is. Uh, their head they coach has been coach. suspended. And uh, so they're without a head coach. Nobody, uh, we can't find out. Nobody is talking. Hmm. Suspended indefinitely. How? When did that happen? 
Oh, about a month ago. I was going to say four or five games ago. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't lost since? The game I'm looking at, though. I think so. Is Parkview Camden? I mean, Camden Fairview has to go to Valley View. How good is Valley View? Not very good. Camden Fairview is going to win that game. I, I, I think so, but they still got to go on the road. Yeah, you know? it's a long so. road trip. Ooh, yeah, from but Camden, you bet. Camden's good. It's ten fifty. We got to hit a break. We can come back and wrap this up on the other side. Clint Conk in, courtesy of Farm Brothers Flying Service and Kitchen Truck Sales. We appreciate them. Appreciate him and. Come back and wrap up our hour and break after break, I rather. If you're looking for the best midday sports talk show in all of the land, look no further than The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio with Justin Akery and Wes Moore. You feel like you're right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and in a situation like this, you know, I've always you know, felt that we've got the kind of guys in that locker room that, that can do things, and, and, and we're starting to see it come together. That is Ron Rivera, his team, the Commanders. By the way, your boy last night, Wes, called him the Redskins once. Who did? What do you think? Kevin Harlan? Yep. What a hack job. Old habits die hard. I know. Huge upset by the Commanders last night over the Eagles. Heineke, the quarterback, after the win. Sorry, Eagles fans. We knew that you know, we can come up and put up a fight. Um, you know, we've been on a roll lately. You know, I feel like we let one go last week against Minnesota, but you know, we have a lot of confidence in the room right now. Guys are playing hard, and um, we're, we're starting to you know, find our identity. You know, so you know, I'm very proud of the guys again. Come up here with a you know, division game undefeated in a hostile environment Monday night. It was, it was a big win for us. Where did he go to school? Taylor Heineke. Old Dominion. ODU. And he won the uh, Walter Payton Award. Did he really? When they were FCS. Yeah, right. he was my uh, he was Zach's roommate when Zach was with the Texans the second time. Uh, they were roommates for, for a couple of months. Did Zach call you and say, Dad, I'm rooming with this guy that's got an incredibly long neck? No, but he said he had a pretty damn good arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty obvious. I'm happy for them. It's crazy. I don't hear my stat earlier. The entire NFC East is 500 or better. The entire AFC East is 500 or better. Patriots are in last. They're 5-4. and four. Crazy. Yeah. It is wild. Yep. Uh, and the Bills have come back to the field a little bit, so the odds are getting better. Um, if you were a betting man, you bet in Arkansas or Ole Miss this weekend? What's the line? One and a half. No, two and a half. Two and a half. Arkansas, Arkansas is getting. Oh, getting. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take Arkansas. Okay. I like that. I hope you're right. I really do. How do you think uh, you think that line is set with the thinking KJ's playing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you think it'll do what LSU did and go to five or four if it, if it turns out he's not? What, wait to see the, where the late money goes Friday. Yeah. Well, it didn't work out too well last time because those who got it at five lost yeah. in the old LSU-Arkansas matchup, but we'll see. Uh, first Arkansas Bank of Trust text line offerings, Asher Record live fan feedback. You can holler at us, 661-1037. Red-white report coming up next. It's brought to you by Big O Tires. We appreciate Farm Brothers Flying Service and Kitchens Truck Sales over in Mariana for the sponsorship of Coach Conk and all the insight, Coach. Thank you. Hey, 4A football, Wes. Stuttgart and Warren. That's the place to be. Didn't Stuttgart beat Warren early earlier this, this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one. And uh, and I mentioned about McGee having a travel to uh, Haskell, Harmony Grove. And both know. players have uh, Stuttgart and Warren have potential future Division One players. That's no, a good place. Who are your college four playoff teams right now today? Give me four now. Go. Georgia. Fine. Uh, Ohio State. Okay. Those are the easy ones. Give me Tennessee. That. All right. And um, USC, TCU, Michigan. LSU? No, because Georgia beats LSU probably in the championship game.